0: To this episode of the Just Get a Ride podcast with Bubba and Terry, and our two week in a row recurring guest Brent. I think some words had been passed around that the threshold to become a official member is five weeks, so five consecutive weeks. Yeah, five consecutive weeks. <laughs> so I, we'll, we'll definitely so still just a guest on the, on
1: the show today. Yeah, but we're really happy to have him. Um, we're we're recording a little early this week. We're on a Thursday this week recording. Typically, we've been recording on the Friday or Saturday. But uh, thanks
2: a lot, Bubba. Got a
1: got a big weekend ahead of us. Yeah, uh, for for Bubba here. Got to hit the
0: road, getting the lacrosse season off to the start. So it'll be nice to get back on the road. I miss, I miss what, the travel. What state are we hitting up? We all we will be in the. S- Great state of Kansas. You know, I was trying to think of something to say about Kansas, but there's really not much in Kansas. The Chiefs. Jayhawks. Missouri, Brent.
1: Nah. Nailed it.
2: Capital
1: of Colorado. <laughs> We're going to find a way to get some comments.
2: <laughs> <and Brent. Yeah. laughs> so
0: I
1: know what the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What, what I was going to say is let, let's really lean on our fans to let us know in the comments how our guest host uh, Brent's doing. Oh, <laughs> hey, we at
2: least got one comment this week, so there's
0: that. <laughs> we, we had like 18 from uh, Thomas Watson. I don't know who that is.
1: All I know is he sounds like a stud. That's all I
0: know. He puts a lot of time in the gym sculpting his – really his legs and lower back. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, can we get started on the important topic being Cedar Point, getting rid of the dragster?
0: Yeah. Okay. I I appreciate you pushing that topic on here. This is one that I wrote down. Um, I I saw it on Facebook. uh, So take it with a grain of salt. I, I didn't research much more into it, so I, I sent you guys the story, but um, the did story... Did you read the story?
2: I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I was so disgusted. Me either. either. <laughs> I got the headline, and I'm like, what? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess maybe I grew up at the time where, like, Magnum was a big thing and I was little, and then it moved on from there to the Millennium Force and then to the dragster. and it just seemed like they were, you know... Continually getting bigger and bigger, and then now they're getting rid of the biggest ones and going to just more agile roller coasters. Well, well
1: no, I think it's obvious what's going on with the dragster. I mean, it, sure, it's down most of the time. It and I get it. And it
0: always has been that problem. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's a hard. It's a hard. Mechanically, it's hard to keep that thing going, and you don't turn enough riders. So I mean, it makes sense. Um, it's a cool ride. I'm yeah. glad I got to do it, and a lot. But yeah, so. But I do, I do like a lot of the other stuff they've done, and and you know now you've got kind of a shift to some of these other coasters that are there, and some of it is you're going to have the law of diminishing returns anyways.
2: A bunch of people have ridden it, people have done it, so it's always the chase for the next thing. Yeah, I guess for me though, it was always the heights were something that I was always afraid of, and so the overcoming of the heights. Was something that personally I liked. That I liked the fear. I liked the overcoming of the fear, and that was like my main gratification of. It's not
1: like something else isn't going to go there. That's the point. They're going to have something. Well, gonna I mean, if so,
0: I going to go really fast,
2: I can get in a car and go really
0: fast. So I'm reading this story. It's from. I, I've ridden with you. No, you can't. I could. I will. <laughs>
2: but I could. This is coming you from like
0: a 70 year old grandma I'm it, getting a speeding ticket. It's coming from the <laughs> most reckless driver in the room. Right. <laughs> Definitely got the most speeding tickets. <laughs> I probably got more speeding tickets than. The two you
2: could buy. Yeah, I've been fortunate. I've gotten out of a lot of tickets. So it's,
1: it's that sweet baby.
2: Face
0: it's gotta be, mind. and I'm ugly. So I, I have this story pulled up here. This is from WXYZ Detroit, and their story headline says Cedar Point's top thrill dragster ride to remain closed for 22 season. Oh,
2: so that may not be getting may,
0: taken. Yeah, maybe they're not taking it out. Which. When I was thinking, it was like, all right, so they're going to leave stuff like the Magnum, you know, and some of those other older rides up, but they're going to take down the Dragster, which was iconic. But also, the the Dragster was kind of the first of the new style roller coasters. Where I'm not that's sure probably that probably why
2: uh, the the Magnum and some of those other ones they're probably easier to maintain because they're you know I don't know
0: what do you mean by the new style roller coasters? Well, so like the Dragster was the first of its kind that. That. Yeah, where we're, – well, I'm not sure well,
1: the type it's, it's it's a, have, I don't that. even know technically if it's well, even considered it – like, I mean, it's, a, it's a kind of a coaster, but it's not really – that's why it's, it's more of kind of a different type of thrill ride. So it was very unique. It wasn't like a standard yeah. roller coaster. But, but So
0: what I'm saying is the technology the technology behind of it. I'm it.
1: sure this is what people really tuned in for yeah.
0: today. Was the Let's all break all, down all, the,
1: all the all technology now. of roller coasters
0: but, but with, that we know nothing about. <laughs> what I'm saying is with those styles, uh, the Draxer was the first kind where it could accelerate super fast. Yeah, and, now you just got to buy a Tesla yeah it, it, and it, yeah it's kind of like the feeling of being a Tesla which I haven't been in one I can imagine I not either
1: not. um I was in a friend's uh maki uh GT mustang, and I can tell you it's crazy the g forces from that stuff yeah how quickly they move and and it's so different because you don't have the gear movements it's just propulsion it's just straight just you go it's weird it's weird I actually. Got a little nauseous.
0: So the story um, on Cedar Point goes on to say, Recently an investigation cleared Cedar Point of violating any laws and rules in an accident involving the world's second tallest roller coaster last year. The accident happened in August when a woman was standing in line, was hit in the head by a metal object that that flew off the top of the uh, top thrill dragster. So the Ohio Department of Agriculture's Amusement Rides Safety Division investigated the accident. Um, So maybe maybe it's not they're not taking it out, but I. It's, it's going to be closed. Really. It's going to be closed down for the whole year. So. Well,
1: I'll take this into one of our favorite topics, which is this still ties back to COVID because we we went to Cedar Point pretty much every summer. That was our that was our jam as the plus forty year olds would say mm-hmm. uh, for a long time. And we None got of us are over forty. And it's just yes, an inside joke. And to anybody that's plus forty, that probably says, "Yeah, we say that all the time." Um, okay. The joke is the plus forty year olds love to say that. Um, it, we used to go there. It was a common thing that when COVID hit with all the restrictions, the way they did everything, we haven't been there in a couple of years and it's all been COVID related because you couldn't get the, you couldn't get onto enough rides. You know, the, the, even being able to get in there the first year I think they had, they were masked mandatory walking around outside. I'm, Just leave that alone.
0: I don't need to go through any rants on how absurd that kind of... But COVID kind of played right into their playbook of, hey, let's extend the lines and people be waiting more. But they also
1: limited how many people are in the park. Yeah. Which hurts the bottom line. Right. In in general, it didn't help them. COVID didn't help anybody except for Bezos, Gates, and all the other riches of the world. And that's all I'm going to say about all that. But either way, Cedar Point's kind of... It, it. I'd like to get back there where our hope is to go back this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, there's enough people working again that the, all the, the rides are open. I think the last time we went there, we went in the fall, and there was just don't it's cool to go in the fall, but adjust your expectations because all the college kids are back at school. And you cannot get like half the rides were shut down because they just don't have enough people to work them. So. And then they put up, like, we can't we can't do the Millennium Force today, or we can't do the uh, Magnum today because it's too windy out while the Millennium Force is still running on the other side of the park. It's like, okay. So, anyways, labor shortage, still a thing. Having enough people to run all the rides, still a thing. Um, yeah, I like the dragster, but all
0: right. So, I mean, it was always one of my favorites, but th- there are others that I – liked more. I wanna get a quick ranking. What what's what's your top three top three rides that are remaining with the dragster gone? Uh,
2: I mean, for me, it's actually been a while since I've been there. I know you guys have been there more recently than I have. Uh the Millennium Force is obviously probably my favorite still I'm trying to think what the one... The ma- no, why don't
1: the we let Brent last? <laughs> <Yeah. since he's laughs> I don't even care. You
2: guys take... It's up, obvious. There's a, there's a
1: clear order here. It is the Steel Vengeance, by far, Yes, is the best ride there now. Uh, Maverick is probably number two. It's also the second most recent. Um, they are the fastest. You still mm-hmm. get the quick burst mm-hmm. that you get out of the dragster without uh, the shortness of the ride so and it's really smooth so even like mom still likes maverick yeah there's still a lot of speed to it a lot of g-forces i think from there probably would move to the probably the millennium yeah Force. nostalgic yeah. yeah i mean it's, it's well, classic it's, it's a classic roller coaster The views still, mm-hmm. height speed right along the lake it's just a cool ride yeah there. the ride
0: up is is really yeah. cool and you're looking right across the lake and then then going down is also awesome. really
1: cool at night don't sit in the front seat. Yeah. You will have bugs Everywhere. all over you. Yeah. So yeah. I mean,
2: I would say Flame uh, Force, Maverick, and then the Green Power Tower at night. Would
0: be my third. Interesting.
1: Interesting. I do love the power tower. Yeah. Most people have got a lot of chickens, including um, a little chicky sitting in the corner. Our dad. Our dad. But dad still does it. <laughs> well, dad, dad doesn't th- like it, but dad he's like, like well, if everybody else wants to do it. <laughs> <but> the <laughs> thing
2: is, <laughs> it's the same reason why dad's afraid of It's the same reason why I like it. I, it's the over. Did you do it? Fear. Yes. How many times? You did it once. I did it once. I was like five, though. <laughs> I doubt that. I, I was, was five. You
1: going to do it this summer? All right.
2: No, I did this summer. <laughs> we right. didn't go this summer. The summer.
0: No, this summer. If we go, you're going to do it? Yes. Okay. One quick question. i
2: with you.
0: One last question for the Cedar Point topic, and we'll move on to other things. Rides that should have been removed instead or closed down.
2: Is the Mantis gone?
0: They changed it. It's not a stand up anymore. I think it's yeah. A sit- they moved it to it's still
1: on upright tracks, but they lift you so your feet are still hanging. Yeah.
2: Mm.
0: So it's different. It's never. And I
2: don't think anybody rides it. Yeah, it's well, not no. very. I mean, good. they got rid of the Mean Streak. That was the important one. I, the last time I rode it, it well, was get still rid of the Mean Streak. Well, they what i si- that's what I mean. In an right. incredible feat of
1: engineering. The last
2: yeah. time I rode that ride, it was still the Mean Streak, and I remember my back hurt so bad I could not breathe. It was the worst.
1: We've spent way too much time on this topic. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll move on, but there, there is the the beginning of World War III going yeah. on. Yeah, we're talking I mean, about what roller coaster. I don't know is the best roller coaster.
2: I don't know if I'd call it there. World
1: War III, but I hyperbole to emphasize the worthlessness of the first conversation.
0: Okay. <laughs> Man. All right, so I guess Terry just took us right into it. So um, today is Thursday. February 24th, uh, Russia invaded Ukraine last night, so we're all kind of dealing with that. You know, a lot of us don't know much about it. Um, You know, there's a lot of people out there who don't know about it and have strong opinions. I don't really have many strong opinions about it. Um, my, My sense right now is I don't know why we care that much about Ukraine. Do you? I mean,
1: I, I, I'm i kind of with you, and I've said some stuff in the past couple of weeks where I, I think there's a lot of distraction going on with it. I, I think there's ulterior motives for all this. I think a lot of times when wars start, it's about ulterior motives that are not the what's front-facing. You can't dismiss it. I mean... There are jets flying, bombs getting dropped, buildings getting blown up in cities. People are getting killed. So, I mean, it's not like this is some kind of it's not happening or it's not real. Um, I don't think anybody wants to see any war anywhere. But I still go back to why now. Um, I even listen to some of like, I listen to some of Trump's responses. I don't like Trump's responses, you know, because everything starts with, well, we wouldn't be here if I was president. Okay, well, you're not, so that's why we started with that. Now, obviously, different policies at the time were going to deter some of this stuff. There's very obvious stuff going on here that everybody's saying, well, duh, you know, we, we cut our energy independence, we cut off a pipeline where we were energy independent, we weren't bringing in oil into the country from everywhere else. Obviously, that gives us benefit. If we're exporting our energy to Europe, then Europe doesn't need energy. I mean, some of these things are so obvious. They don't need it from Russia. They don't need it from Russia. And so we we do something right out of the gate when the Biden administration starts that gives leverage to Russia. And then little by little, I, I guess the only point that really that I kind of look at and say it's not obviously getting enough airtime because nobody ever wants to make Joe look bad, it's Joe gave him a green light a couple weeks ago. And and it's just – it could be on purpose or it could just be Joe being Joe and how saying so? something dumb how, how do you when he agreement? talks about – unless it's a minor incursion. You, you say, well, we're You're not going to get – you know, you know—you we're not going to react if it's just a minor incursion I mean, who's or whatever. Minor it's a minor
2: incursion. Like, and that's
1: the thing. It's like he, he basically said – Russia can be yeah, like, this is okay. a minor incursion. We yeah, didn't okay. completely blow him up. You no, know, it's, so it's just a tip. It's OK. It's, you know that's what Joe's saying. You know, it's like, you know, it's not as long as it's not a full-blown, we're going to send in all kinds of stuff, which this obviously is at this point, but you kind of gave them the, yeah, if it's just a little thing, you know, it's kind of is what it is and we're not going to get involved. And so what's what's that do? It just signals weakness on our part, which is what we did when we withdrew from Afghanistan like the way we did just looked like totally careless and had no clue what we were doing. And so if you're somebody that's been looking for an opportunity, we've just served up the opportunity on a silver platter. And so I don't know. I I think it if I was Putin, if I'm any of these other people that are saying maybe we should try to do something, now's the time and that's where we're at. And so, you know, I think everybody's pretty united to say we shouldn't be over there. We don't want to start sending troops. But we said that at the beginning of World War II, also. Yeah. So it's just a matter of time. We'll see where this goes, and
2: hopefully it doesn't get worse.
0: But do you know where we're at right now? Uh, has B- Joe Biden made any statements? Has he? Oh, they've got sanctions. Yeah,
2: they put sanctions on. Put sanctions tonight. on.
0: It, but so we we don't have troops heading to to Ukraine. Do,
2: Chances are they'll be on the way before you know wanted to clarify, I was talking like tip of a spear. Uh, Oh, okay, yes.
0: That's what I thought, Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think there's some people that have their heads in the gutter here. I just want to make sure we're clear. So, I mean, I'm not sure how much, you know, I can add or any of us really can add to this um, topic because... Give it a go, bro. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I mean, all all I, I... I haven't been able to really watch all that much. All I've been able to see is people's reactions on Twitter, and I've seen all sorts of terrible takes from both sides uh, I saw somebody I don't even remember what account posted this saying well let's just send the unvaccinated and I'm sitting here like uh no that's not a that doesn't help anything.
0: No, let's send the vaccinated because they're safe and they'll, they'll protect us the, from bullets. The reality is, if we had to send troops that were actually
1: going to do something, they'd probably be the unvaccinated. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I, I I guess I don't want to get on the whole vaccinated thing, but I saw that was one of the terrible takes I saw. I saw a bunch of people doing kind of what uh, the Democrats did when Trump was in office when they were talking about World War III, saying how, oh, all the Republicans should just go to war for whatever reason. And it's just like, Alright, everybody's being pretty childish and stupid, especially when we're talking about lives on the line. I feel like, to a certain degree, yes, I mean, I don't support this war. At least not that I've seen so far. And I, I, don't, I think we can all agree we don't want to go... Nobody from, supports war. It's We no. don't support us being involved in it. I mean, yes, but what I'm saying is nobody wants to get involved in another conflict. Nobody wants to do that. I do not support... Vladimir Putin but, invading Ukraine. But at the same time, if it is necessary, we as a country need to be on the same page and regardless of who our president is, we need to watch out for our country's best interest.
0: Okay. I mean, I think that's a pretty good stance to have. Yeah, but what interest do we have over yeah. there?
2: What what, should, what I think saying. that's I'm what saying. most people are saying. saying is this isn't our And that's why so far it's like what, down in the 20s as far as people saying we should go over there, like they were saying most I saw some poll overnight because I was up in the middle of the night uh, saying like 26% think that we should send troops. And that's kind of surprising. I figured that more people, at least along so part I of saw the a lines, poll that what said, did
0: you say? 74% of people oppose us getting involved. We, we, we need to cite our sources.
2: <laughs> that's exactly what. It's the same in the opposite way. Exactly. (laughs) Which is why I was sitting here like, what? I was really just
1: trying to see how fast you would pick up one. I I picked it up, and then I was sitting here (laughs) thinking about it. The primary point is, I mean, everybody's putting out basically the same thing. America doesn't want to be there. We don't want to be involved in this. Obviously, nobody wants people getting bombed and everything else going on over there. I think most people, I think you go to the next phase of this, and it's like where I'm kind of skeptical to say, why now? Why all of this? You got the White House out there saying, well, we're going to have to be prepared to sacrifice and all this stuff. And maybe we're going to spend more money and maybe people are going to pay higher gas prices for freedom and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right, that kind of pushes me to the level of maybe we're kind of getting to, oh, things are getting bad and maybe this is has a little bit to do with a way to distract or blame something else for when we start to see $6 gas prices. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it just seems like we're being set up. I feel like it goes back to what you were talking
2: about in the exit from Afghanistan. I think that if you're Russia, you know, the United States at large, the vast majority of people do not want to be involved in another war, which kind of was shown in the way that we left Afghanistan. We were in such a hurry to get out of there that we left all that equipment there. Um, And I think that he kind of knows that we don't want to be there. And so this is the perfect time for him to
1: strike. I think it's more just use.
2: Yeah. And,
1: you know, I don't know if you saw the comments from from Putin where he basically put out a statement to the world kind of saying anybody that gets involved in this or tries to get or tries to interfere, interfere that you're going to see consequences that you've never seen which is code for something big, or it's, it's a big threat. But you know what? If you think about it... If you do nothing, it's just as big of a threat. What, it, what did Trump say to Iran and everybody else? Same thing. He was a strong leader, and people felt like he would actually follow through with mm-hmm. it. And people didn't mess with it. us when that was going on. We weren't getting into wars. We, nothing. None of this stuff. Everybody got all up in arms when he went to meet with Kim Jong-un. Guess what? The missile stopped, and we gave away nothing. So, all this hyperbole about Trump is going to get us into wars and do all these things. The exact opposite happens, and then you still get MSNBC and everybody else saying, "Well, we're really in this situation still because of Trump." And they're trying to spin this like it's because the way Trump did this and that, and now this is what led us. No, none of this stuff was happening when Trump was in there. You know, now all of a sudden you've got a weak, you've got a weak leader that says. What's, what's Biden really going to do? Do you really fear Biden's using military military force to go back after him? He's saying, Putin's saying, I dare you guys to do something. Because you have no, honestly, and it's true. This is, I was thinking about this earlier. You want to go down, down crazy road here. This will be fun. This will be fun, fun for Thomas Watson. Um, what would happen if, if Russia attacked us? Or go even crazier to what happens if if Russia was to go attack, I don't know, like someplace near Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago. Half of this country would sit there and say, man, should have worn a mask. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll say we could get attacked and they could go after a former leader of our country. And they'll say, well, he was kind of awful anyways. Not a big deal. The other half of the country is going to say, let's roll. This exactly. is this is insane. But that's how divided we are. Yep. And that's where Putin's power comes from. Yep. Because at this point, we can't all be – because because you'd have half the country saying, well, I don't think we should go to war for it. It's not that big of a deal. The other half would say, "This, this is this is, a, this is the biggest thing that's ever happened in history. Do or die now. And so when you have one country here that is that far divided on something that should – when Pearl Harbor gets attacked, everybody says, saddle up, here same, we go. Same with 9-11. Same with 9-11. Now we're at a point where if we're attacked, depending on how it happened, there is so much at play that could make people really say, well, I don't think we should even retaliate. Or it was a justified attack. Or this, that, and the other. We are so divided on fundamental principles of what we do here and what we would fight for together Mm -hmm. that i really struggle anymore to think of what is an event what is something that would bring both sides together at this point i can't think of
0: one we have no shared values that's
1: no it's we are two different worlds at this point we are two completely different mindsets with two completely different set of values and that's where i'm not going to go down this road of civil war talk because i don't think it's I, i don't think it's necessary but i think at a certain point they're trying to destroy federalism because they don't want. They want Canada here. They want if you get to a point where you eliminate the electoral college and you eliminate um, basic breaks that were put in and, and stop gaps that were put in to the make Bill sure of that, Rights. You're that, saying no. I'm saying I'm saying things that allow for your major metros to control the entire agenda for a country. Like the- that's what they want. That's why they want that's why they attack the electoral college. That's why they attack the filibuster. That's why they attack the the two houses of Congress and the fact that the Senate has the power that the Senate has. That's why they attack Joe Manchin and all these others where they say, "Well, the majority wanted this, but we couldn't get it passed because of these couple senators." No. By the fact of those couple senators, you don't have a majority. Yeah. So you're you're trying to say, well, we should be able to pass all these things. We should be able to pass voter voter laws because more of the Democrats think this. Well, that's not what the Senate is for. The Senate is so you don't have an overreaction and so that states still sell still have a say in how the government is run, and that you can't get concentration of power in all these major cities. You know, like you have in California. California will never ever go back to a state that's not totally democratic. You have L.A., San Francisco, San Diego, Sacramento. Those cities—they're gone. And there's so I don't know if population. I would put
0: San Diego in that. San Diego is probably one of the few spots of California that It's not red. It's more than other. I mean, it's a military town. It's still not red. You're and they've got major,
1: major amounts of people in those. Okay, the have, whole point is, is is what they want is to get to a point where the the couple locations in the country are going to determine everything, and that's why it's so important for them to flip. They want to flip Texas if they can flip a couple. If if you flip Texas blue,
0: then so you who?
1: never you never win. There there is no more Republican presidency ever again. And so that that's the ultimate goal for all of these things. And I just I feel like we're getting I I, I don't know. I, I just there's so much yeah, but that goes I, don't think, in all- I don't
2: think Republican president is necessarily the answer either. I think that we are we have much larger problems than that and I think a lot of it comes back to the binary choice between only two parties. Until we can expand past a binary option like that, we're going to be stuck in this same we
1: had it. a solution, and that's why that solution was attacked the way it was attacked. Sure. They don't want a solution. Donald Trump, because I they power. I wouldn't say Donald Trump was a, a real Republican president. He, he wasn't. wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was a hybrid of all of the things that people had been wanting or said they wanted, but they rejected the fact that it was him that did it. Somebody wanted somebody that wasn't part of the system. We got somebody that was not part of the system, and then we didn't like that he didn't act like he was part of the system. He didn't act like what we expect of our politicians to act like. And, and that's all fine, but I think there's so many people that were accustomed to saying, well, this is what I expect. When people said, he's not presidential. That's they want someone okay. that talks like that's this. That's you being conditioned. Is,
2: that's you being conditioned. So we snap back to our current president. And he's no, not presidential no, we, either.
1: We didn't snap back to our current president. I don't care what anybody says. Somebody, if somebody wants to, if you want to believe Joe Biden got eighty-one million votes, all the power to you. And I'm not going to turn this into all the what I think about the election. But whatever, if you want to believe that, feel free.
2: I, I'm just saying, I have not seen.
1: It wasn't a snapback. Everybody knows what happens. Everybody knew what happened in that. You go to unlimited mail-in voting. I don't care what anybody says. There are shenanigans going on. There There was not. I'm not saying. The country did not all of a sudden say that we are repudiating Trump. That is a mainstream. That is the big lie.
2: I feel like the same thing happened to Hillary Clinton, though. I feel like a lot of the reason that Donald Trump ended up winning was because of almost the exact same notion that people disliked Hillary Clinton on a broad scale. Nope. So then, why did Hillary lose?
1: Because she sucked, and Donald Trump was a better option. Mm. More people rejected the idea of people are done with Washington. People I, I do agree. not I, like Washington. I agree with that statement. Donald Trump, yes, it's still a binary choice, but people weren't voting for Donald Trump because of Donald Trump alone. A lot of people voted I'm for Donald Trump like because Hillary. he is the outsider. A lot of people voted for Trump because they like Trump's personality. A lot of people voted. Everybody votes for different reasons. But I think if you pick the biggest thing was most people said we keep getting the same stuff over and over again. We want something different. and Donald Trump was the first person from outside of the system to come in and try to do things different. Well, he was
2: the first one that was successful at it. Uh, What what was it? Ross Perot tried to do it as an independent and he got – somewhat close. I don't know. I mean, I was, well, it was, it was close
1: enough time. to make sure that, do, or that the first George Bush didn't win his reelection. Yeah. Um, I mean, this was kind, kind of off was enough, enough votes, boat. but I, I, and we're kind of way off topic. I just feel like there's, there's, there's a whole lot of other things going on behind all of this, that it's everything. I'm skeptical of everything that happens right now. Sure. And there's, there's no be. straightforward reason for any of this stuff, but we all know we've got a weak leader right now, and obviously the strong leaders are going to use this as an opportunity to do their so the do you next think, do absolutely.
2: absolutely. It's within within months. I would say would in the wait? next month. Why would they wait? I mean, you already know that there's Discord in Russia and Ukraine. People aren't focusing there. Now would be the perfect time. Well, to well one thing I'm hearing is uh, off of it.
1: because the Discord can get greater. And I believe they've coordinated timing, so well, I'm saying there's more there's Russia more there's allies. more to the timing, so i don't I think there's probably some advantage to possibly waiting versus going right away. Let it get heated up, or wait until more resources are diverted over there before you make your move. Wait until the the attacking and every an actual war. Wait until NATO sends more people once they invest more over here then you well, don't once, do something Once they start to spread yeah. out,
2: you can easier. I don't think they need to, to be in
1: a hurry. They know they've got time, and obviously they've got a plan for all this. Yeah. And I don't think it needs to be as immediate as what people are going to think. We're also prisoners of the now. Everybody's going to expect everything to happen right now.
2: Yeah, and I think that that's what we need to not do, is not jump to a quick reaction with Ukraine and Russia because we're going to put ourselves in a bad situation where we need to kind of... Now, I'm not saying like completely Remember, slow play it, but World
1: War II was going on for a while before we ever got pulled into it. So right, I but mean, we waited
2: too long in that scenario.
1: We didn't. We won just yeah, just I mean, long
2: enough to we we won the war at the end, but we lost a lot of people, especially at Pearl Harbor, as you know, unnecessary casualties. So shows sure the failures
1: are on our part to right do what we we should have known. We had indicators we should. We should what have I'm paid saying is, is we
2: don't need to wait as long as we did with World War II if it ever gets that far. What I'm saying is, is we don't need to snap and be there tomorrow. We didn't need to get
1: involved in World War II until we were forced into World War II. Germany declared war on us, not the other way around. So, sure, yes, you, I don't think there's any rush for us to do anything to get into a conflict
2: that really doesn't involve us. I agree. What I'm saying is, is we also can't completely slow play it and leave ourselves vulnerable similar to what happened in World War II.
0: I don't think anyone has the balls to come to the United States of America and attack us like Japan did. Um, they didn't attack us here. They and we, us are, in we have, have
1: all kinds of places where they can attack us that is possible. I, again, I'm saying Pearl Harbor was an intelligence failure. So... And you don't think
2: that we're susceptible to an intelligence no, failure? No, but right us now?
1: rushing into the war is going to stop us from having an no, intelligence I'm failure. I'm not saying rush
2: in. I'm saying I'm not rushing. Uh, I'm not saying uh, rush in either. I'm saying we need to wait and do our due diligence before we get involved. But at the same time, we don't want to wait too long to leave ourselves vulnerable by not getting involved at all.
0: Well, I'm sure that. Plenty will emerge on this topic specifically in the next week. So, And we'll probably come back to it. So we'll cut it off I there. I don't know. I think it might be resolved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, Maybe.
2: Hopefully it's resolved. and We way.
0: have a crazy fast news cycle now, so this just must be the 20s, you know?
1: Yeah, we didn't. That, I know that's not on the list, but I feel like we should kind of wrap that up. We didn't have anything about Any. the... About Canada and Trudeau pulling back the emergency order, and we don't have anything about the uh, the like coming convoy to DC, and the fact that now we're automatically getting some National Guard troops ready. Nancy's gotta gotta get the get the protections up.
2: I mean, I think when China's president says that you're kind of overstepping it,
0: I don't care what. Pre- President well, Xi Jinping says, the point but Justin
1: is,
2: Trudeau does. Yeah. The, the, point, the point is, is that... The boss said, stop doing it, so yeah. we're going to stop doing it. I mean, I think he received so much global backlash for what he did that, I mean, it's kind of shocking that he did it in the first place. it, it It's hard for me to well, fathom, he, logically. He
0: had to, to keep his power, like, his, go on much longer and everything be fine.
1: I think I think that I think the, that side has just gotten to the point where the way they read polls, they've just moved the bar about twenty points over. And it's like, oh, if it got this bad, okay, I guess we better I guess maybe now we better pull back a little bit and start kind of damage control, and maybe people will forget by the time it matters.
0: Well, and they have the defense of their media. Um, you know, they have the CBC. You know. Trudeau, Biden, they have loyal media counterparts, and they know they can always fall back on.
2: Or well, isn't Canada's main one state-funded?
0: Yeah, CBC.
2: Yeah.
0: So, I mean, really, it's, you know, do whatever you want and then ask for forgiveness later. And they know they'll get forgiveness from from their broadcast companies. But, I mean...
1: We're not much better.
0: We aren't. The ones that
1: are allowed to take their funding from well, anywhere. They yeah. just take theirs from China. So. And the
0: worst thing about our system is that it's so dishonest. Like ours is supposed to be a completely free market.
1: Even even NPR is completely in the tank one way. Yeah. So it's like at this point people can make their choice. And that's that's the free speech argument that is like, okay, Daily Wire can cover the stories they want to cover. Breitbart can cover what they want to cover. MSNBC can cover what they want to cover. NBC can cover what they want to cover. I think the the silver lining to all that is we've gotten to the point where everybody kind of understands. Everybody knows where you're at. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you watch NBC, CNN, you know what you're watching. Yeah. If you watch MSNBC, you know what you're watching. If you watch Fox, you know what you're watching. I think you get a lot of people where, where the disconnect is – you get everybody's own self righteousness saying i'm watching the right one no different than people that are certain religions say i picked the right one you don't know how
2: i know how You're i'm wrong watching the right one i'm not watching any of them
1: and it, i am the other way where i say i try to watch some of all of them i try to keep track of all of them i i, I still i see this i still see what what msn runs on their news What's the top stories, and it's it's still always going to start top stories. First thing's popping
2: up is some picture of Trump. It's going to be something Trump. I, I agree like, though that you do that is the right way to uh, watch, to watch all of them. But my only rebuttal to that is I just currently don't have the time to do that.
1: And that's where they win in a lot of cases. Yeah. You get a lot of people that they will they will kind of get to the point that says I can't keep up with, this, so I'm not going to pay attention. But that's where they win with the clickbait. That's where they win with, as long as I can throw a quick article over that pops up in a snap, and all you read is the quick headline, that's the news you took in today. You don't know if it's true or not. You don't know the source of it. You just saw it. And so that's where the uninformed voter still is a major, it's a major pull for the one side that gets to say, you know, we can influence in little bits of ways, and that's why just like when Breitbart and others have kind of showed what Google does. If you look up certain stories, I I can't remember one I looked up the other day. It's like you look up a story. If you look up True Social, before you get the True Social link, you're going to see about 10 news stories talking about how terrible it is or how it had so many issues on day one or blah, blah, blah. It's like so Google's going to give you all these things before it just gives you what you're looking for. looking for. And they can
2: manipulate people yeah. just by what comes up in those search results. So, bringing up Truth Social, are either of you guys on it? Have you guys signed? I know, I, know, I, you said I you am not, I
1: am not an Apple user. So I appreciate so much that Donald Trump let Apple be the first one to be able to put that up. I'm surprised Apple and Google are even going to allow the app on, on their store because... Trump's cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I'm waiting until I can get it on my phone before I set up the account. Actually, I did try to get on the wait list, and it kept kicking me out, kept giving me issues. And I haven't gone to do it. I was in Chrome when I was doing it, so now I'm kind of wondering: Do I need to go try and one of the other, um, like a DuckDuckGo or another browser um, platform?
0: I did. Um,
2: Have you been accepted or?
0: I haven't. I so, how
2: far are you on the wait list?
0: It hasn't changed. I think my number was like three hundred five thousand. So, always got to keep
2: a line. That's know, what I thought. He
0: planned this. He's like, "All right, we're gonna make the best app. It's gonna be beautiful." But we're, we're going to make it so, like, you're not going to be able to sign up right away. You're going to have to wait for it. I
2: saw – I, <laughs> I
1: saw wonder if no, they – No club is worth getting into if you don't have to wait a little bit uh, to get
2: into the club. Uh, Yeah. I saw a meme. It's not
1: exclusive. Uh, right? yeah. I saw a
2: meme, and I don't know if it was Babylon B or whoever it was. I can't remember. But it was a picture of Trump late at night looking at his computer uh, <laughs> and <laughs> saying – he had to keep eyes are the blurry theory. because he's been staying up all night deleting, that, deleting all the negative
1: posts about it. Yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. That is great. <laughs> yeah, they've got a lot of funny stuff. All right, we're way off. Yeah, I don't know if we have we hit any of the topics on.
0: Yeah, this? Russia Ukraine was one. Yeah. Cedar Point that was third. But yeah, so we're we got closing
2: two. in on eight minutes I, left. I downloaded yeah. the app. Just saying, I haven't signed up, but I downloaded the app. Good. So I'm a little closer. All
0: right, so um, this is one I want to talk about that you, Terry, have specific uh, experience with. So um, this past week, Expediters was victim of a large-scale cyber attack. Um, Yeah, I'll set that up a little
1: bit. So Expediters International is an international freight forwarder. Um, They are also the largest uh,
0: customs broker uh, in the United States. So for, for me and any viewers, what is a customs broker? So the customs
1: brokers are going to be, they file all the paperwork, um, for anything that's being imported into the country. They're going to make sure that they're classifying and calculating the duty rate that you pay to the, to the U S government. So duty taxes, import taxes basically. So, um, There's a lot of filing, a lot of paperwork that goes along with anything that you're going to import. You're going to have an initial security filing that's basically telling the the government this is what's coming. So this is what's been put on a ship, and this is coming here. So it's part of the manifest, a boat manifest. Um, So they're saying, here's all what's here. Here's what's coming, so to be watching for it. And then when when it arrives, then they're clearing it with customs. So they're doing an entry, a customs entry, which is the formal... This is where it's from, this is the factory, this is the country, date that it departed, date that it arrived, here's what's on it. And I'm not going to get too much into harmonized tariff schedules, but HTS codes are basically everything that you ship and trade has a tariff code. And that's global. So, and it's really, inter- it's actually pretty interesting um, how things are classified. Like chapter one, I think is basically livestock. So how they classify live animals and then you kind of work your way through okay the animal becomes this if the animal is in pieces (laughs) is this um if then you get into leather and leather products all these other things like you break all of these things down alcohol how alcohol is classified Mm -hmm. irish whiskey the difference between irish whiskey you know well obviously Mm -hmm. irish whiskey it's only irish whiskey if it is whiskey that comes from ireland no You know what the difference between Irish whiskey and bourbon is it's domestic Uh, bourbon's from Kentucky right bourbon has to be from Kentucky if it doesn't come from Kentucky it is not bourbon yeah so you have people call things bourbon like three rivers distillery will say they have a bourbon it's not really bourbon because it's not from Kentucky it's actually whiskey could they get sued for that um you can't get sued for it, but you can't trade it. You can't send it internationally, calling it that. You you could put a label on it, but that doesn't mean that's what it is. When you would actually classify it, you would have to classify it as a whiskey, not as a bourbon. Uh, which, like Tennessee, you know, Jack Daniels is whiskey; it's not bourbon. Um, so, anyways, mm. way off topic. Anyways, mm. we could we could do a show on on classifications of how things move. But anyways, so the customs broker is doing all of that filing, and and they have to retain documents and everything for for government purposes to be able to prove that you paid what you were supposed to pay for when you imported these things so they they were attacked this week um and and kind of the story i don't want to talk so much about expediter specific it's this is not the first attack that we've had we've had all kinds of attacks we've had MSC, which is one of the biggest ocean carriers. We've had Maersk, one of the biggest ocean carriers. We've had all kinds of cyber attacks on ocean providers and international shipping providers. And it's kind of this underbelly of all of these supply chain things. It's whenever, whenever there's a little bit of relief in the supply chain world, something else happens. Whenever there was starting to be some relief uh, last summer, we had the Suez Canal issue. Very strange. Doesn't normally happen all of a sudden you block one of the biggest canals in the entire world and that that just crippled world trade. You get, okay, we start to see some recovery in some areas, and now they shut down Ningbo port in China, second largest port in China. You know, every time there starts to regain a little slack in the supply chain, something else comes up that just it takes it back to zero it just it just it's crippling enough that it's like so now we'll try to find a solution to keep things moving because the game is always just keep things moving but you can't ever get ahead you can't ever clean up a mess before the next mess and it's always some kind of unprecedented mess that you you can't really plan for and so that's it's just very strange how this is happening and it just seems very targeted obviously how this keeps happening and
0: to all of these carriers and it's it's been very difficult to say the least so what, one of my questions is is this a coordinated attack like against america or some other government or is this an attack at individual companies for a profit what do you think the motive behind the the attack is for whoever's doing it Hard to say if you look at the individual attacks
1: because it could just be individuals, it could just be some group trying to say, well, if we can cripple expediters enough and maybe that forces them to go do something with another company. And But I, it'd be unlikely to think that one company's trying to do it to get more business. I, I think I lean more towards, and this is just my own speculation, when you've seen a trend of this where it's not just expediters, you've had all these other carriers that have had the same issues and everybody knows the supply chain crisis that's already going on, it seems like somebody is attacking the supply chain. And, and for somebody as big as Expediters, you know, even with, with Maersk and MSC as ocean carriers, I can see them being a little bit more vulnerable. Expediters has some of the best IT people and, and IT infrastructure of any company in, in the country, in my mind. So for them to get hacked to this level seems to me that it's not just some dude sitting in his basement. It seems to me that this is a bigger picture. Bigger, targeted, and it seems to me like there is a direct attack, coordinated attack on supply chain on a regular basis.
2: Do you think it's domestic or do you think it's foreign? I think
1: it's definitely foreign. Who 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 benefits? from all of these problems. not America.
2: No, maybe not America itself, but maybe people within America. Who? Maybe a party trying to get back in power.
1: So now you think there's a political party that's trying to, No,
2: I mean, you've seen political parties get involved in things such as what, you know, Durham was talking, Durham was dealing with what we talked about roughly last week. With the uh, the Hillary campaign, I don't think you have a good enough theory to toss that one out. There. Hey man, I, I, I don't think you I'm need not, to
0: say political parties; just say parties—a group with some interest. And, and it
2: could not even necessarily be a political party; it could be a, a faction of some kind of extremist that aligns themselves. With I think party. there
1: is a lot of retribution going on from the previous administration. I think there's no different than the way COVID forced supply chains back into a country that everybody was getting out of. I think that if you look at who benefits from all of these supply chain problems, it is mostly international ocean carriers that are not American. But you They're all making billions and billions in
2: profits. Now, some of them got hacked. Yeah. But like you said, the second largest port in China got, you know, shut down. Seems like if it was somebody...
0: So do you think that um, takes China off of the... Who who controls that port in China getting shut down? China.
1: If if you start to clean up congestion and the congestion goes away, then the demand for containers and the demand for space on vessels goes down now you can't charge these twenty five thousand dollars per container charges that they're out there doing people are going to say well we've got space now we can we can start to sell that space for eighteen thousand dollars so you think this is a way of keeping prices high yes yes constant crisis in the supply chain allows them to keep charging the astronomical rates that they're charging for shipping which is putting the pressure on all of our prices to keep our prices high. So it's not just the energy prices, it's consumer prices and it's everything that's connected to it costs more in every aspect. And the primary drive there are two primary drivers on why the costs are going up for everything outside of energy, which that that, would, that is the third driver and probably a major driver. Mm-hmm. You have pressure on transportation which is enormous. So that's all phases. That's you getting the widget to make the other thing that needs to be made. Everybody's paying more for that transportation that's getting passed on. Obviously if the prices of everything else are going up for energy and for all of these products to be made, you're going to have pressure on wages. So everybody's going to say we need to pay people more money. My money is not worth the same that it used to be because I still have to go buy that apple. And now that Apple is twice as expensive as it used to be. I still have to buy that gallon of milk for my family. I don't have a choice. I need to go buy it. But now that's twice as expensive. So that's putting pressure on companies. They have to pay their employees more. Mm -hmm. That is why we're in this state of hyperinflation. But it all goes back to the start of that. It's transportation. Transportation is the start of all of this. Transportation is always going to see this. And I learned this right out of college. When you work for a trucking company, you're going to know what the economy is doing pretty quick. Trucking companies brokers and trucking are going to know what's going on in the economy faster than anybody else. When freight's moving, things are good. When freight slows down, problems are coming. And right now, the demand is good. But the problem is demand's good, but only to a point. When the prices get too expensive for people to be able to afford stuff, that's when people start saying, we just don't need it. We just don't need it. We, you know, I'd like to buy it. We can probably afford to buy it. But do I really need to buy it? Not at that price. It's not a good value for me. companies aren't going to be able to discount the way they would. People can't run promos the way they would used to want to run promos. All of that's going to keep prices to a point where people are going to say, I'll just wait. I'll just wait it out. Price will come down eventually, or it won't, and maybe we just don't need it that much. But we're kind of at a point right now where people are going to have to make decisions, and unfortunately, really, the only way out of this mess is when people stop buying things. And it's not going to be good for the economy when that happens. So there's no good outcome to this. Prices aren't just going to start falling. When they're out there trying to sell you on – Initially, and I said this long ago on some of our first shows, when they were acting like inflation was just going to kind of go away and it wasn't that big of a deal, uh-huh. I'm saying that's, that's absolute nonsense. We haven't even seen the worst of it yet. We're still, people are still trying to reprice things yeah. fast enough to catch up. Yeah. And so we're going to be in this state of prices are going to keep going up until people stop buying so much. When people stop buying so much, then you won't need to move as many containers. The vessels will be more full and And some of that backlog gets caught up now things won't be as as expensive to move, but unfortunately, the only way to get there is when people stop buying things and Now companies are going to struggle, which is going to force companies to say, "Do we need as many heads here you know everything else it it all compounds so we're going to ramp up and then we're going to ramp back down
2: do you and, think um, do you think if Biden or whoever uh um, Say it's not Joe Biden. Say it takes a couple years and we have a different president in office. Do you think that – Kamala. Whoever it may be. Do you think that – Pete Buttigieg. Do you think that (laughs) it would be beneficial for us to reopen our pipeline? Do you think that that would help ease – Everybody knows that. Yes, but would it help ease the problem of the hyperinflation that we're seeing? Immediately.
0: That's what we should do in regards to the Russia Issue what, should right happened, now. what
1: should have happened yesterday in addition to sanctions should have been the immediate reopening of those pipelines. Yes. and, and That's taking should, money and actively. We should begin fracking immediately to start reproducing our own oil to say we're not going to bring in oil and we're going to start helping supply oil to Europe. That is the fastest, most obvious, and that's where I go back to my theory from last week. It's obvious. Everybody knows it. So why wouldn't we do that? I don't even believe I don't even believe this BS about it being the green or or Biden administration be afraid of the green lobbyists or everything else. They there's another intention, there's other motives and I don't know what they are other than to say that I don't think they're good, but it's obvious to everybody else. So somebody tell me why other than just they're going to say, well, because of green, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, Russia is going to keep building coal plants, so we're going to keep crippling ourselves, pay more for energy, not have enough
2: of it, so that and these two countries that hate us people that we're can actually grow, people. get better, and do it for cheaper. And we're buying from the people that we're yeah. currently in conflict with. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, it's it's obvious. I would love for somebody to explain to me why something so obvious is not something we're looking at doing. But yeah, that's obvious... Right out of the gate, that would be something that would help. You know, there's there's so many things that they could do. If if you were going to give me the magic wand and say we put a different president back in, do I think a different president with very different takes on the economy could make some corrections really quick? I do. do I do, and think- I think everybody else knows that. But I think there's a lot of people that just say, well, it's not that important to me. I'd rather I'd rather us have a a green agenda and save the world than one that's going to actually try to make sure that people have
0: jobs. Okay. So last question I have for the expediter's topic. Who is most affected by the attack?
2: The end consumer.
0: Now, this one I'm going to say
1: it's just going to be more of a hassle for for customers, U.S. customers. I mean, it's going to hurt other parts upstream. You've got other offices overseas, but ultimately
0: it's going to hurt U.S. companies the most. So this attack really could just be seen as kind of a tax on American business. Like whoever this threat's coming from, they're just basically extorting American Maybe businesses. To it's too early to tell. We really
1: don't know. We don't know if there's malware. We don't know. Like, we don't really know. So you can't really speculate that way. All I can say
0: is it's not helping expediters, and it's not helping us. All right. Well, I guess we'll leave it there. I I really enjoyed that topic, so thank you for uh, giving us a little... Chalk that up to our supply chain topic, for <laughs> at least the every yep. other week. Yeah, In from my stance, I, I want to do more of that, because I work in supply chain, you work in supply chain, and I think it's become very obvious to the world, or it should be obvious to the world. we enjoy them. our time in the spotlight,
1: because mm-hmm. one of these days we're going to go back to nobody gives a crap what we do. So. <laughs>
0: and they'll just be pissed when their shit doesn't arrive <laughs> <Yeah>. on time, <laughs> and there's no excuses other than... So at least while we're the hot okay. topic, we'll talk
2: about it a little yeah. bit. Good work in Petroleum.
0: All right, so probably it will be the last topic we were in a little long on some other things. But um, Indiana, House Bill 1077 uh, is a bill that you said has passed our House. It passed the House today. It's and going the, to the Senate now. And this would potentially allow gun owners to carry without a permit. Can you tell us more?
1: Um, well, that's basically all that it is. I mean, you can carry a handgun, this is saying you can carry a handgun without a permit. There's restrictions to, there's some people that, that would not qualify. Um, Obviously felons, domestic violence, record, uh, mental illness, and certain other things that there, there are ways that you would not be eligible. Um, It goes to the Senate. I think kind of, this is just kind of interesting because I know Indiana is not the first state that's, that's had similar bills. Uh, but Indiana had a similar bill last year, and it didn't make it through the Senate. So I, I think it's it's up note. It's kind of interesting. I think it's actually an interesting topic because I'm not I'm not super Second Amendment, like all the way to one side where there should be no rules. Um, I think there's a good argument to it. It does make it more difficult for policing. Um, so I can see that argument. I do also kind of look at... People should have the right to defend themselves regardless. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what the Second Amendment is about. So like any law, it's trying, it's trying to understand what's a reasonable way to look at it. What's How do you regulate without too much regulation? Um, so I'll be kind of curious to see what the Senate does. I, I, I am going to go back and look a little bit further into it. I'm sure we'll start hearing more stories about it now that it goes to the Senate. People will be talking more about what do we think is going to happen in, in the Indiana Senate with that. Um, I'd kind of like to understand a little bit more on why it didn't pass the last time and what the Senate had to say. Um, Obviously, there's a a heavy Republican majority in the House in Indiana. Um, I don't think there's the same majority with the Senate, uh, but I also would kind of like to understand the argument a little bit better on why it didn't pass last year to kind of understand did they make enough adjustments in it this year to get it passed this time.
2: Hmm. I mean, I think the Maybe the obvious reason is the strain that it would add to the police force because it makes policing that much harder. And maybe, I mean, I'm just you know making this up as I go, but it seems like the most logical reason why you wouldn't be so quick to pass it, especially for a conservative state like Indiana.
1: I think this is one that I'd like to put on the topic for next week and maybe we get somebody in here and probably have some more conversation. I know a couple people that... Probably have some strong takes both ways. Um, I guess where I would say, if just from what I've understood so far, I actually kind of am in the realm of, I think there's value to having the permit system. Yeah, uh, I kind of would like a little bit more, I don't know a tactful way to put this. There's a lot of dumb people in the world, too. So I don't know if you have some brand new gun owner that really does to do that what would be required in a concealed carry kind of uh, course and all these other things to make sure you really understand how to hold it, carry it, do the things in the proper way. Like I'd almost kind of like to – I I do kind of think it's probably not a bad thing to make sure there's a certain – you know, you, you don't want people out driving a car just
2: well, never having
1: to prove that they know what they're doing either.
2: One thing I heard as far as the – somebody was relating this to police, but I feel like it's even more um – um relevant when it comes to people who are not trained at all they were saying how when police were uh, found in these life and death situations that they not necessarily freeze up but they may not have the training and they don't necessarily make the right decision in right. that moment and i think that you can use that same thing to somebody who's even less trained than a police right. officer in the united states you have somebody that doesn't shoot a gun often they have not gone through their safety courses and they're just allowed to go out there and carry a gun and if Somebody walks up to them and scares them at all. They may just start shooting, right. and it's like, you know, well, look at that police officer—the
1: one that the Minnesota one that thought she grabbed her taser or whatever. Yeah,
2: and that's ultimately the the person that they were talking about when they were talking. about. I mean, it's
1: but it, it's true. And, yeah. So I, and, I this, and
2: you're also talking about regular people who have right, no training. Right.
1: I think I I actually think this is one of the topics that's been of of the more interesting to me just because I could. Kind of see both sides of this argument. Yeah, I yeah. don't really sit hard on one side or the other. I do. I mean, from a true Second Amendment standpoint, I can see the argument says Shouldn't people used to. to carry shotguns all the time. Yeah. People used to carry guns around all the time, way back in the day. Okay, mm-hmm. well, you could also get attacked by wild animals and all kinds of other yeah. things that people, we really don't have to worry about well, but now. But used to also have consensual duels too. So yeah. <laughs> you know, but but the point is, is like. I think you can still make the argument back then. People were much more familiar with how to handle weapons. When you're carrying them all the time, you are much more familiar with how to handle them. So I just think I can see both arguments. And that's why I really am kind of curious. Like, where did the Senate go with it? What was the the primary argument that kind of won out? Because still a Republican Senate, too, and Mm -hmm. it didn't pass. um, You know, I don't know if the, the prevailing argument was it's not that difficult to get a concealed carry. If and it's, you, and if you really you want to carry, just do the extra. Show up, show up, and ask for your permit, and prove a couple extra things. Prove that you know how to use it. Again, I go to the license to drive a car. Yeah. you have a hard time selling me on. Well, this is a free country. I should be able to drive a vehicle if I want to.
0: All right. Well, I've people seen have half the licenses, people
1: they've given yeah. licenses, yeah. and I'm saying, how the hell did you ever get a license? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I do think when you're talking something. They can literally kill people. The standard should probably be a little high with making sure that you know what you're doing with it. And especially in public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I do not agree with trying to say that they should be limiting the types of weapons and everything else. That is beyond that's pretty clear cut to me. The government shouldn't be saying who should and shouldn't have a weapon, and the government shouldn't be saying what kind of weapon I'm allowed to have. That should not be at the government's level. Second Amendment clearly, in my mind, protects against that can you put some standards in to make sure that there's people need to be responsible and be able to prove that they're responsible and people need to prove that they're not a total psychopath, which I still feel like we've done a pretty bang up job FBI (laughs) in, uh, in some of these areas where you've had school shootings and everything. Some of these things, everybody wants to go back to, to, you know, we should have done this, should have done that. And okay. Yeah. Yes. They were known by the FBI. Yes. We knew about this person. So it's just like, yeah, you know, I I still think there's a false narrative that's going on there. So,
0: all right, well, I'd say this is probably the best place to probably cut it off. We're over an hour, um, but we we hit some pretty big topics. Like, you know, I I don't know much about Russia Ukraine. We got to talk about it because it is a huge issue. Um, so I imagine all of us and everyone will learn more about this topic in the next week. Very happy about the expediter cyber tech. I, I'm, I'm not, not happy. About no, it no, sorry. <laughs> I am not happy at all. Yes, let me rephrase. I'm happy that we have such a subject matter expert on the topic that we can discuss it and maybe expose it to more people to understand. These views and opinions are my
1: own. They are not connected to Expeditors International. I do not work for Expeditors International, and no information about Expeditors International was given away that was proprietary or non-public knowledge or a publicly traded company. All the information about Expeditors International
0: and their cyber hack can be found on their website if you're interested in looking it up. That sounded very official. Yeah, that's
2: what I was thinking. Uh,
0: the, maybe when I edit it, I'm going to speed that up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I said it.
0: Yeah, no. It really, really kind of sounded
2: well. like the uh, list of things that they do after medication. Yeah. And, and it's it, just like...
0: Oh, at, at like three times the it speed. It sounded
2: really, really bad if you speed it up. Yeah.
0: Um, Cedar Point, yeah. we We didn't get that one right initially, but... It's unfortunate. It's shut down for all of 2022. Um and then what we
1: did get it right. Yeah.
0: We well, got it we right. I
1: think
0: we did. We got it right. We did just get it right. Hopefully Cedar Point gets it right this coming year cuz I want to go back. I I have been very upset. I want to ride Steel Vengeance again. Um but yeah, there was a couple topics we didn't hit on. Um uh, maybe we'll get to them next week, but I guess you'll just have to tune in and see then. So just have to see what happens. Yeah. It's, it's our one of our favorite uh TV characters uh likes to say. We'll just see what happens. McGruber, song Peacock. Check it out. Have a good night. We'll see you next week.